FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 363 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. <laughs> We're your host, The Venables, and um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bok, bok, bok. For happy Dang Thanksgiving. <laughs> Successfully failed. So we have just a few things to talk FBI. about. Turkeys are gobble gobble. True, yeah. Did I not teach you that? Cow go move. Or <laughs> go Turkey go gobble gobble. And that is your farmhouse lesson. Google Google. Brought to you by the podcast that goes next. Anyway, we have just a few books to talk about today in a bonus episode. We're going to wrap up. The maximum event, Absolute Carnage, a little 90s inside joke for you. Uh, We're going to talk about the odd couple, Logan and Loki, and then we'll do a little Marvel history at the end. So, but first, Ethan is back. Hi. With a Thanksgiving surprise to talk about Absolute Carnage number five. I thought you were going to do a slow clap. Uh, (laughs) Not just a one clap. Yep. So anyway, Absolute Carnage number five is written by Donnie Cates, penciled by Ryan Stegman, inked by J.P. Meyer and J. Shh, listen. Colors by Frank Martin, letters by V.C.'s Clayton Cowles, flashback artist by Mark Bagley and John Dell, and the cover is by Stegman, Meyer, and Martin. And on this very, very red cover, we have our heroes being attacked by an army of Carnage symbiotes, including Wolverine in the front, slicing and dicing his way through a Carnage face. Did that turn off? Nope, it's still nope, going. It's, okay, cool. all right. <laughs> Some technical difficulties, excuse us. But what do you think, what do you think of this cover? It's too much to look at. It's cool, but it's a lot of red. It's busy and it's very, very red. So, I agree. It's okay. <laughs> what do you think of this cover, Denise? That hasn't read this comic? What is going on? That, that <laughs> answers your question. Yes. <laughs> That's the whole a lot, point. A lot's going on. All right. So, we start off with Long Ago. Flashback. Flashback in Riker's Island Penitentiary, where Cletus Cassidy and Eddie Brock meet for the first time. How does that go, Ethan? Um, I don't really know. It goes not so well. Not so well. Cletus Cassidy talks about, oh, you're my, like, 100th roommate, and I killed them all. Welcome to Cletus's Funhouse. Noing, noing, noing. And uh, Eddie Brock's like, uh, I used to be Venom, all <laughs> eat your brains. And so they get along really well. <laughs> wow. So so in his second or third appearance, I don't remember, um, Cletus Cassidy, uh, the, 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 the Venom symbiote gets loose and breaks Eddie Brock out of jail. 
one of their cellmates. And there's a little piece of symbiote that gets left behind and gets stuck on like some rebar, and that's what turns into carnage. That's how carnage starts. So this is kind of a a flashback to when they first met. I will have to say, this is a high-tech prison to have um, stereo players to listen to music. I guess he gets special treatment because he kills everybody. <laughs> wow, you're a world-renowned serial killer. What well, you get to listen to music and no one else can. <laughs> right. So we go back to present day where Dragon Venom and Dragon Carnage are having a dragon fight um, in the Their rain. Dragon house. Lots of rain in this this comic. Um, dragon tails. Dragons. <laughs> So they, they fight each other, and what, what do you think of this fight? It's just, half of the time they're not in shock. Like this. Oh, they're, yeah, they're not But in it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Okay, that's our Carnage official look, review. Carnage the, looks like a... fight is kind of cool. Carnage looks like a, like a lava monster or something. A lava monster. Like here. Oh, uh, yes, like, <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> so we see some of our other heroes, including Wolverine, um, fighting the symbiotes with the thing, and they're not doing so hot. I do want to point out that uh, Spider-Man is classically has the bottom part of his mask ripped off. Wow. And we see Dylan and Normie Osborne. So Dylan Brock and Normie Osborne are still being friends. We see Miles Morales, Captain America, the thing... And they're all kind of getting their butts handed to them by Carnage and his army of mindless spiral heads. But who shows up? Uh, more Marvel <laughs> characters, because you just can't have... If, if you're losing... It's, it's you an bring... event. <laughs> you gotta have everybody. If, if certain Marvel characters are not good enough... You just have to keep bringing more of them because that's the only way people know how to beat villains, apparently. Yes, you just keep filing it on. So to be fair, all of these guys were in crossovers and tie-ins that we didn't read. Cool. <laughs> so there was a series called Lethal Protectors, Absolute Carnage, that I didn't read. Uh, it had Cloak and Dagger and Iron Fist and Morbius the Living Vampire. I don't know if it had Deathlock or not. Uh, Deadpool had his own. Maximum Carnage series, so he was in there. Um, Captain Marvel just had one. I didn't read it, but I did flip through it. Uh, her cat gets taken over by the symbiote. Ah, oh, so, and so sad. That, that pisses her off, so she comes to fight. Um, and then there's some of these other symbiotes running around. So that, anyway, wouldn't, that wouldn't change anything. <laughs> and come to turn the tide by being superheroes. Um, and Spider-Man jumps up and punches somebody. Oh, it's uh, Norman Osborn's body. So that, that's And then it just cool. goes, like, someone spilt red paint everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you don't really know if it's carnage symbiote or blood or what. But, um, so there's more fighting and jaw jacking. Um, and Eddie and Carnage crash into where the kids are. So Carnage's idea is that he tricked Eddie into doing what? Bringing him to Dylan or what? Yes, but also yeah. into combining all the codexes so Carnage didn't have to. Remember when he thought, oh, I'm going to power up to beat Carnage? And Carnage is like, actually, I wanted you to do that. Ha ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then Carnage meets Dylan, and what happens? Dylan's like, goodbye, and then 
I don't know what happens. He just he he sticks his hands out and then he, Carnage melts. Yeah, yeah. He has his symbiote power that he's been showing us, and we get actually um, it's kind of a gross page, but it's kind of a cool page of Dylan like using his symbiokinesis, we'll call it, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And yeah, he blows Carnage up, makes him a big old red splat on the ground, and this knocks him out. And so Normie's like, uh-oh. Um, but then I guess... That, oh, wait. So that wasn't Carnage, though, was it? That was actually... No, I want... I got really confused here. <laughs> I don't know which symbiotes are who. Well, so he kills Carnage, but then Carnage is still there fighting Venom. So I don't There's really... two! <laughs> There's, that's why it's max absolute Carnage. Um... Yeah, there are two. Like, oh th- no, this so this one is Norman Osborn. No, he's not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Something happens, and it's very unclear because the kid blows up a carnage. It seems like a main carnage because he busts in the room with Venom. But maybe it's um. I don't know. I really don't it's know. It's now the Flash. He can duplicate. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, he can, but I don't really know what happened. But um, anyway, they fight some more. Um, Venom makes a sword out of a symbiote, like a dragon sword. And he cuts leftover carnage in half and rips out his spine. It's not that good of a sword, though, if it's coming out of your wrist and you have to use two hands to, like... Oh, no, he pulls it out of his chest. I know, but, like... Oh. In this panel, it's, like, attached to his wrist, and he's got to use both hands to... I don't know, yeah. But it's a big old sword, and it cuts Carnage in half, and the decaying body falls apart in the rain. Um, just like an episode of Bones, baby. That's awesome. Like an, wow. Yeah, it's like an episode of Bones. I love um, it. <laughs> so all our heroes look surprised as uh, Eddie Brock absorbs the symbiote, and all our heroes are like, What? But he's somehow able to, I don't know what happens. So then... I, I think he gets enough codexes to, like, summon Null or something, but he said he needed, like, the Venom suit that Eddie's wearing and Dylan, which doesn't make sense because he just acquired one. But when he talks about, like... I don't know. He, right. When he talks about it, he's like, I need seven more symbiotes. But then just getting one is... Enough, apparently. Right. So anyway, Eddie has like a... When the Carnage symbiote tries to mesh with the Venom symbiote, he can see the Dark God Knoll exploding out Venom... Uh, well, I won't say what they look like, but little Venom heads that all swim away from the center. <laughs> I, I, so, I, I do understand. So I got... Ethan, I got to tell you about the birds and the bees. So... <laughs> When oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes when, when, <laughs> sometimes when, when people carnages. grow up and they love other people, then little venom heads, <laughs> they swim, swim. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> wow. so the God Noel gets on his venom dragon, the super dragon, and he's flying towards earth. Then Eddie wakes up in the rain. And Spider-Man's mask gets healed. Because that makes sense. <laughs> Somewhere he found an extra whole mask. Um, he probably found, like, some just 
piece of red leather and was just like, okay, let me just stitch this to my face. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then, I, so I was kind of confused, but I think I've landed in a certain place. So what does what does Eddie say? Because Spider Man says, "Did we win?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. But the, the I think he's lying. The well, the last panel shows them losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the the panel before it's like okay, Carnage won. He accomplished what he wanted to do. Right. So how did how are Noel you... is on the way. I think Venom's lying, and somehow he's going to try to face Noel on his own without the heroes. Maybe in his, his regular series. A... I have some thoughts in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. Um, I do like the art. I think the art looks really good. The art's good. Um, so Spider Man's like so. Uh, him and Venom hug it out, and then what is Dylan? What did he overhear during the fight? He overheard them talking about that he was Eddie's son. Yes. So, oh, you're not my big brother, you're my dad. And then, double page splash, that... black with red text, absolute carnage! Whoa. The end. I think that's my favorite part of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's over. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> We had our ups and downs with this event. I, I liked two books. The rest, <laughs> like, if you just compiled all the little information that you took a whole comic book to explain and just stuck it at the front of the two books that I liked, maybe it would be good. Right. It should have been much shorter. Yeah. I will say also, I understand, like, the marketing, right? They need to have the event and try to sell... I need all the tie-ins. This kind of feels like we started this event in the middle of a Venom story from his series. And we end in the middle of it. Like, <laughs> there's no really beginning or ending. It's like the middle chapter of a Venom story this, that's marketed as an event. Which is fine. I mean, that's marketing, whatever. Um, it's one of those things that was probably made just to make money. Yeah. There was probably no heart well, into it. It was just... <laughs> It was just like, hmm, well, what's wow, a common... That was harsh. That was it's harsh. not that good of a crossover. <laughs> I didn't like that that much. So It pained myself reading half of these. <laughs> so we know that Noel first showed up in Donnie Cates' current volume of Venom, and they've been doing stuff. Then we have this kind of event, and then I, I'm guessing that coming out of this, Venom's still going to fight Noel at the end, but without... Without Carnage or without the heroes. So it's kind of like, this is the middle story of Carnage being involved. But the Noel story was both before it and will be after it. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh... One thing that bothered me is I feel like I've read... In one of the comics, I feel like Noel is spelled like how you usually would spell Noel as an unknown. N-U-L-L. I'm pretty sure it had a K, a silent K every time. I feel like I've seen one time no, where they said it maybe just a, normally. Maybe there was a typo. I missed it. But, um, Canole. Sorry. Canole. The space, the space god. Canole. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm hungry for the the god of symbiotes. <laughs> Yummy. Yummy. Like space jelly. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, art was pretty good. I like the art throughout the whole series. Yeah. Um, I still say 
you know, it's funny because they took this from the Venom story, did this event. I still think the Venom chapters were the best chapters because they were more related around like the personal relationships, which I think was better than trying to fight. You know, it's called Absolute Carnage, and I think Carnage was the least interesting part. <laughs> there was a, I definitely enjoyed the character development more than... Right. The fights were cool. Yeah. But I'm but, more interested now that, like, what's going to happen with Eddie and Dylan, like, now that he knows. And I'm kind of curious about his power, maybe, a little bit. I'm not like I have to read it and find out, but I'm, I'm slightly curious. Um, let me ask you this. Did this event make you, like, do you want me to keep buying you Venom, or are you like, I don't care? If... If Venom is just the uh, character development part of it, yeah. If it's everything that was in the series, probably not. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll wait and see then. Um, all right. Well, what do you want to grade Absolute Carnage number five? I didn't really like this one. Okay. Probably two out of six. Two out of six. Okay. Low two out of six. I'm I'm there for the story. Um, art, hmm. I would give it a six out of six. I would give it my highest rating. I really like the art. Yeah, I thought the art was really good. I think I'm going to average out to three out of six for me, but it's a pretty low three. But anyway, that's absolute carnage. Thanks, Ethan, for coming back on and um, gobble gobble. It's it's Google. It's Google. It's Google. I, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> so, so next up is uh, Logan and Loki. All right. See you in a minute. All right. So next up, we have Loki number five, which co-stars Wolverine. Loki is a cowboy now, it says on the cover. <laughs> this is uh, written by Daniel Kipplesmith and drawn by Andy McDonald, who drew the uh, Wolverine Infinity Watch, where he, f- not, I don't know, first teamed up with Loki, but the, explored that team up. Uh, David by, I'm sorry, colored by David Curiel, lettered by VCs Clayton Cowles, and the cover is by Osgur Yodorim. And it's a pretty cool cover. It's uh, the Old West. And there's a bar fight or a saloon fight. Uh, Loki is in a dapper green suit with a bowler hat and his little Loki horns and his cane. And he's on top of the crowd. And then Logan is in the middle of the fight like he normally would be with his nice old bone claws. Um, And this is actually the last issue of this Loki series. It was not intended to be five issues. It got prematurely canceled which is a shame because it's been a really good series so far but that is where we are so also a shame because it doesn't really they didn't get to finish the story so it's kind of a one and done like one off story and it ends up being the last issue but um anyway we go to 1911 or thereabouts and the first couple of pages are kind of done with credits between the panels like an old western movie it looks pretty cool um there's a gang riding. They've just robbed a bank. They got some money, but they're worried that the uh, the protector. They keep saying he is going to get his revenge for 
robbing the town. But Loki stops them, and then we find out this is the man from up north, an, old, an untold tale from the books of Loki. So he stops the robbers, grabs some money, and then Logan shows up. And he's like, uh, these guys robbed my town. I'm kind of pissed. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> Loki's like, all right, team up. <laughs> and he uh, convinces them there's a bounty. And then we go to the present where Loki is um, in the raft. And he's in a nice little jumpsuit. And he's being interviewed. Kind of his last, they call it the exit interview. Um... And he's not supposed to have powers, you know, the raft has power dampening capabilities, but Loki is, you know, magic, and he's a god, and so, I guess the, uh, they can't really dampen that. Can't dampen Loki, I guess. Um, so we go back to the Old West story, and Loki goes to the bar, and he sees the robbers having a card game, and he wants to join in, but they call him Fancy Pants and don't really like it. Um, so he pulls out some money and says can I buy my way in and it's one of the bloody dollar bills that he picked up when he met them in the desert so they're like oh no and so they shoot him in the head like he's on to us um and so obviously uh he gets up because he's Loki <laughs> and they're like uh and then Logan comes strolling in through the little swinging saloon doors and like heard a noise <laughs> smell yep and so it was a test. Loki wanted to get shot, and then Logan could smell if it was the the same gunpowder or something. So he recognizes it. He does. We get a not a snicked. We go with a schlick as he pops his bone claws, um, and they're all bloody because you know they go through his skin. Um, Loki goes kind of Gambit style. He magics up the cards and throws them like Gambit, um, but it's green energy. And so he and Logan attack the uh, the robbers, and there's a big bar fight and lots of fighting. And um, Logan kind of remembers various parts of his history, and basically he's saying to this reporter that, you know, maybe this story was true, maybe it wasn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, I get to write my own stories, my own history. And he breaks out of jail, and he opens up a magic portal and says, Want to come with? And that's the end. Um, so like I said, it kind of kind of a weird place for this this series to end, but they weren't really intending for it to end here. Um, but they're able to kind of add on some some elements like Loki uh, kind of wandering off into his own story um, at the end, kind of kind of as a reset for whatever whatever Loki shows up next. Now that his series has uh, been unfortunately canceled. Um, Art was pretty good. I like Andy McDonald. Pretty good art. The story was fun. I mean, it's it's kind of by nature a little... I think it was intended to kind of be like a one-off filler story. And they kind of had to add some of the major plot elements back into it. But it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, Logan's Logan. He's tough. He's brawling. He's a man of the wilderness. He's the man from up north, as the story says. Um... You know, he wants vengeance on the people that were hurt in the town he was living in. And he gets it, <laughs> as Logan does, with bloody claws and bar fights and, you know, a little bit of whiskey involved. Um, so, it, I mean, it definitely rings true. You know, whether it's a quote-unquote true story from Logan and Loki's past or whether Loki was just telling a, a compelling, entertaining story to entertain his guests, I guess we'll never really know. But, um, 
either way, it was a, it was a fun issue. I would um, I would give this a really solid four out of six claws. Um, wasn't my favorite issue of the series, um, but it's it's you know it was nice. It was nice. It was a fun little story. So yeah, so we'll we'll miss the Loki series here. And when I say we, I mean me. But I think other people probably. <laughs> So I guess not enough other people <laughs> to to keep it going. But um, anyway, uh, peace out, Loki. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, so we have a very, 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 very brief cameo in Amazing Spider-Man 34 up next. Um, this is Target Doom. It's uh, part two of the, the 2099 event, um, written by Nick Spencer, art by Patrick Gleason. Uh, colors by Matthew Wilson, D. Conafi, and Chris O'Halloran. So lots of colorists on this issue. Interesting. Uh, VCs Joe Caramania does the letters, and then Gleason and Wilson do the cover. And by far the best part of this issue, well not by far, it's a pretty good issue, but uh, the cover is really, really cool. It's um, Doctor Doom on the top of, almost looks like uh, if, Back when Inferno, if you remember Inferno, when all the New York buildings got kind of demonized, it kind of looks like that. He's on top of like a a spire, and there's lots of spider webs in the foreground with Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2099. And it says, 2099 is in trouble. And um, so Spider-Man 2099 has come back to the present to try to find what we think is Spider-Man. And he's on the hunt because his timeline is coming unraveled. And um, in our current Spider-Man story, uh, Peter and one of his friends from college uh, who took his webware and made like a multiverse like kind of catalog device and you can use it to predict the future. But it's really small scale um, and he needs a bigger power source and he wants Peter to team up with him and kind of do that. Uh, meanwhile, Doom, there's an assassination attempt on his life. Um, of course, it's just a Doom bot. Um, as, you know, most likely would be. Um, anyway, we see lots of different futures falling apart, and that's where we get a, a glimpse of the days of future past future. Um, and we see, of course, the classic Logan being blasted by the Sentinel, and that's kind of our, our verily there cameo. But, um, yeah, so... Um, Doom is outraged by the attempt on his life and sends an army of Doombots to invade Manhattan. Um, so it's kind of tangential, like, I can't decide if this 2099 event is like, oh, here's one story in Spider-Man, and then read all these other books for a bunch of other stories, but you don't really need to. I did not read 2099 Alpha. I'm not planning on reading all the tie-ins, because I just don't want to buy them. Um, I am, of course, will read the Spider-Man story, and the Spider-Man story is pretty good. Um, Art, Patrick Gleason on Spider-Man is a dream come true. Um, he was born to, to draw this book. Um, it's really good. Um, the story is pretty interesting. Uh, the 2099 part is maybe what the story is quote-unquote about, probably the least interesting part. But the idea of, like, Doom, like, coming in and, and like, attacking the city because someone dared to try to assassinate him, you know, one person in the whole city is going <laughs> to be under siege, right? Very Doctor Doom. Um yeah, it's a great-looking book. It's a pretty good story. Um, I'm going to give Amazing Spider-Man 34 five out of six claws. 
So last but not least, we have History of the Marvel Universe number 5 out of 6, I believe. Um, written by Mark Wade, Pencils and Colors by Javier Rodriguez, Inks by Alvaro Lopez, Letters by V.C. Joe Caramagna, um, Steve McNiven, Mark Farmer, and Maury Hollowell did the cover. This one focuses on the X-Men mostly, like a big block X. We have 90s X-Men in front of it, including, of course, Wolverine. We also have Jean Grey, Cyclops, Storm, and Cable, the Magneto behind the X. And then kind of randomly, we have uh, Planet Barbarian Hulk up top and Electro on the side for reasons. Um, but it's a really nice cover. It looks really cool. It's a nice design. Art's really good. Um, not a whole lot to say about these issues. They're just they're beautiful to look out. Um, I'll just kind of talk about the X-Men moments that are in here. Um, there's one of Grant Morrison's new X-Men run. So we get a nice shirt with Logan chopping up some of Grant Morrison's crazy sentinels as we see that. Um, we see the Thunderbolts as well. Uh, we meet Jessica Jones. We have the new Avengers uh, from Bendis' run, which of course features Wolverine, so there's another cool panel there. Um, we see um, House of M, so we see Logan, of course, in that scenario. A very cool-looking uh, panel as we see kind of inside Scarlet Witch's silhouette. Uh, we get Winter Soldier, Planet Hulk, um, Civil War. Um, also has Wolverine down there. Um, that's a pretty cool panel. It's like a Iron Man and Cap yelling at each other, and then inside their body are all the other heroes, like in the art. Like they, like they make the panel. It's pretty cool. Um, I have a great death of Captain America page where we see art inside the rings of the shield. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, the Planet Hulk or War, World War Hulk storyline is in one page, and we have these giant whoosh, 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 like block letters, and those make the panels. Um, if you haven't caught it and haven't heard me say before, Javier Rodriguez, a master of just interesting kind of trippy panel layouts and doing art inside of images is really cool. Um, we get, uh, I don't know what it's called, uh, the Annihilation whatever, which kind of brought back Star-Lord and the, the modern iteration to Guardians of the Galaxy from the Negative Zone. We have Secret Invasion. We have Dark Reign. Um, Wolverine is in Secret Invasion, of course, and Dark Reign. We also have Dokken in Dark Reign. Um, then we have Cable running into the future. And then we have a random panel of like, oh, and also Rogue and Gambit are two of the most important X-Men of this time, which... I don't really know what they were doing at that time that was that important. Um, but it's cool, I guess. We have, of course, Wolverine standing over Professor X's assassinated body from Messiah Complex. Uh, then we have the return of Captain America. Um, I think there's a tiny Wolverine in that page as well. Maybe not. No, I don't think so. I think it's the Young Avengers. Never mind. We have him defeating Norman Osborn, of course. We have Secret Avengers. Uh, Carol becoming Captain Marvel. Um, we have Spider Island, which is interesting. Um, and then we have the AVX, and that definitely has some Wolverine in there. Um, then Age of Ultron. And, oh, and the O5 coming back to our current time. And I think the next one, maybe there's seven. I don't know. 
For the next one, the cover is like Legacy Heroes. So that looks really cool. Um, anyway, this is just a, a visually gorgeous book. I mean, it's just like recapping Marvel history. So we've read most of these stories before. So there's nothing necessarily new. It's just a really interesting look at it. And just really, really gorgeous art. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would, I would continue to give History of the Marvel Universe 6 out of 6 claws. If nothing else, just for the effort of putting the project together. So, anyway, that's going to do it for our bonus Thanksgiving episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, you can like the Facebook page. Uh, Twitter is at SnickCast. Show notes and stuff are at SnickCast.Podbean.com. Um... Up next should be a flashback episode with a very special guest um, talking about some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff from the 90s. Not the not the recent TV series, but some 90s comics. Um, so that should be fun. Um, and then, of course, we'll get uh, the Escalbros back, back soon to talk about current X-Books, and we'll go from there. So anyway, um, enjoy your holiday, or if you don't have something to celebrate enjoy your time off i guess (laughs) so anyway that's gonna do it hugs and snacks everybody bye bye and snacked